0: Hello, beloved. It's uh, so good to be with you. And especially with regards to the topic that I would like to share with you. And the topic is the reality of the unseen world. It is very interesting that, you know, people have a tendency to believe what they can see. If they can't see something, then they don't believe it's true. I grew up in the Dutch Reformed Church, and I mean, we were there for many, many years. And um, what I can remember very clearly is we never spoke about, you know, the the demonic world, for example, or the domain of the devil. I I can't remember if I ever heard it being preached about. It was when I was uh, at university and afterwards that I started kind of digging into these things and started finding out about the unseen world. And, and I realize, but Scripture has a lot to say about it. So what I would like to do is to take a few moments for us to just think about the reality of the unseen world. Because it is important for us to remember that the unseen world is as much a reality as the known world or the world that we can see. Before we continue, though, let's just have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much that your word reveals to us that there is an unseen world, uh, a world where spiritual beings uh, function. Thank you that your word teaches us that uh, Satan has fallen and he has taken a third of the angels with him and they are fallen angels. And Father, thank you so much that your word teaches us uh, who they are and what they do so that we can be prepared. And we pray, Father, please uh, open up your your word to us and open up the reality of the unseen world to us so that we will not be ignorant, but that we will be able to, to discern at least and to realize that there is such a thing. As I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Right now, there are two mistakes that people make. And the one is that they reject the supernatural altogether. Or they kind of reject anything supernatural but God. So they believe that God exists and they will believe that angels are ministering angels, you know, ministering beings that get their uh, instructions from God and that they can come and minister to us. And yes, they know about the devil and they know about fallen angels. They know about demons and that kind of thing. But it's as if people don't really, uh, how can I say, Worry about these things. It's as if they reject the supernatural altogether. And then there's the other side of the coin again. That people make the mistake of seeing demons behind everything. You know, every uh, stone or every brick, if they pick it up, there's a demon. Those two mistakes are actually so far reaching with regards to our walk with the Lord and our understanding of the world that we live in that I believe that we need to get a balance and, and I talk, I'm talking about a biblical balance um, what we need to do is to see what the Bible has to say about the subject okay and remember that it is only God who can see into the unseen and he doesn't lie so if he talks to us about the unseen it is because he knows what's happening in the unseen. Now, it is not safe for believers, or anybody actually, but specifically believers. It's not safe for us. It's not a good thing for us to go and try to explore the unseen world, because we are going to run into trouble. But I would like to read a text to you, and this is kind of one of those eye-opening passages of scripture, where you realize, but wait, 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 there is an unseen world. Now, I believe in the all-sufficiency of Scripture, I believe in the inerrancy of Scripture. I believe that the Scriptures of the Old Testament and the New Testament is the Word of God, and I believe that it's inerrant, and I believe that God has given it to us so that we can understand the world. And we can also understand the unseen world as far as God decided to reveal it to us. Now, if you go to Second Kings chapter 6, verse 13 to 17, I'm going to read from the NIV we find a very interesting passage. Now, it starts off by saying in verse 13, go find out where Elisha is. And that's what the king ordered. So I can send men and capture him. Now the report came back. He is in Dothan, verse 14. Then he sent horses and chariots and a strong force there. They went by night and surrounded the city, verse 15. When the servant of the man of God got up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh, my lord, what shall we do? The servant asked. Now, this is now the servant asking Elisha. Verse 16 says, Don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Very interesting. So Elisha says to the servant that those who are with, uh, with them are more than those are, who are with the king, eh? with the king's men. But I mean, it was only Elisha and the servant. Now verse 17 says, And Elisha prayed, O Lord, open his eyes so he may see. And then the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. So it took the Lord to open up the servant's eyes so that he could see, let's say, into the unseen. So that at the end of the day, he would be able to see the horses. Obviously, those horses and chariots that he could see, they they were angels. Not fallen angels, but they were angels. And this servant of Elisha could see what was actually happening. Elisha was calm because he knew that these unseen, um, uh, th- this unseen army that was around them were more than capable to handle the king's army. But the important thing here is that the eyes of the servant of Elisha had to open up for him to be able to see it. And who opened up his eyes? It was the Lord. God opened up his eyes so he could see that there is in fact an unseen world. Right, so in 2 Kings chapter 6, we see that Elisha's servant learns that there are unseen forces in this world. And it must have been an eye-opener to him. Let's be honest with one another. When you go to Job, uh, and apparently Job is the oldest book in the Bible, but when you get to chapter 1 and 2, when you read it, you get kind of a behind-the-scenes picture of what happens in the unseen world. You know, when Satan goes to God and God says, have you seen my, my servant Job? That he, And he tells him that he's righteous. And then Satan wants to go and attack Job and God gives him permission within God's boundaries. And we, we, we kind of see why Job has such misfortune. The one thing after the other happens. He loses everything he has. He loses his family. So many things he loses. And he sits... Um, you know, on, the, on an ash heap and rebuking the day of his birth, that kind of thing. But we know what happened behind the scenes because God revealed it to us. He reveals to us in Scripture that behind the scenes, in Job's case, something happened. And it was definitely in the unseen world. But it manifested in the real world. Okay, we need to understand that. And then when we go to the book of Revelation, for example, we, we see that this vision that John has now of heaven, uh, that John has of the opening up of the seals and when he looks at the trumpets and the bowl judgment and so on, we can see that the actions in heaven produces results on the earth, whatever God decides uh, that should happen. And, and actions are taken. Let's say, for example, the, the seals are opened up. And as the seals are opened up, things happen on, the, on this earth. As the trumpets blow, things happen on this earth. As the bowls are poured out, things happen on this earth. There is a direct result of when things happen in heaven or in the unseen world. It has a direct result on the earth. We can take, for example, Daniel. When Daniel was praying, You remember this angel that appeared to Daniel and said to him, Listen, uh, I was fighting to come through. I was fighting for 14 days to get through. And then he said, I need to go back now and i have got to go and fight the the prince of Persia. This is all happening in the unseen world. In Revelation chapter 12, we read about this this massive war between the angels and Satan's fallen angels. You know, so uh, this unseen world, and and what happens in the unseen world is very real. And the things that happen in the unseen world has a direct influence on the known world or the seen world where you and I find ourselves. Beloved, so God gave us a revelation in His Word so that you and I can have enough information to know that there is an unseen world, that things happen in the unseen world, and when we've experienced those things ha- happening, that we can actually be ready and prepared for those kind of things. Now, what happens in, in of what happened in history, for example, they, they how can I say historians really had a real problem trying to figure out what history is all about, because there was Such a lack of crucial information. The historians, especially those who were secular, let's call them secular, they didn't understand what was happening spiritually. They didn't understand what was happening in the unseen world. Because to them, the unseen world did not exist or doesn't exist. So it's very important for us to understand. A lot of people write about history, but because they do not have crucial information, let's say crucial revelation from God about the unseen world, what they write about history is not complete. We can only understand history if we understand the unseen world. And that is up to God to reveal it to us. And he has revealed a lot of things in, in his word. Ne? For for somebody like, for example, Kant, he, he believed that history was a perfect state. Hegel um, believed that history is kind of a, a rational process and... Karl Marx believed that history is all economics. Nah, it's like this class warfare. And most his, um, recent historians, they believe that history has no meaning or no goal at all. Now, these kind of understandings of, of, of history actually has far-reaching consequences. It's like reading the Bible without understanding that God is in the unseen and angels are in the unseen and the devil and all the fallen angels are in the unseen and they are busy in the unseen doing certain things. Uh, the, 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 The battle around Israel, people will say, no, it's just a physical battle. No, it's a spiritual battle. The battle that we as believers in the church Experience at times, it is a spiritual battle that we are involved in. It is a battle with the unseen, not with the visible. Okay, now the Bible reveals that the knowledge or knowledge of the unseen world is actually necessary to make sense of history. History without knowledge of the unseen, history doesn't make sense. Okay, um. For example, let's say, for example, uh, human thought and human motives. You cannot see it, yet it's there. Human beings think. Human beings are motivated by certain things. Now, if there is an unseen world, which the Bible teaches us, then it means that human thought can be influenced by an unseen world. Their motivation or their motives can actually be... How can I say? the Fire can be made under the wrong motivations because of what happens in the unseen world. Now, there's another reality which uh, we cannot see, and that is the warfare that takes place. Né? There's real warfare um, that takes place in the heavenlies. The thing is, whether there's war or whether there is not as we find in Revelation chapter 12 God is working out his plan. That's like an author writing a story. Whatever he decides his story is going to be, it will be. Doesn't matter what. Now, beloved, we need to just need to take heed of Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 9 and 10. Because it says the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure, who can understand it? Then verse 10 says, I the Lord search the heart and examine the mind to reward a man according to his conduct, according to what his deeds deserve. Beloved, our hearts are deceitful. And and it's our hearts that tells us, no, don't worry about the unseen world. Only the here and now matters. It's not true. Obviously uh, materialism uh, f- causes us to to think of the here and the now, and we all we only want you know material stuff, the things that we can accumulate or whatever, but the reality is there's a there 's an unseen world there 's a spiritual reality that we have to understand have to uh, how can i say take heed of for us to be able to function well in this world? As the Apostle Paul said in Ephesians chapter 6, he says, Finally, be strong in the Lord, in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God, or the full armor of God, so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not, or our wrestling is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Ephesians chapter 6, the Apostle Paul speaking to the Ephesian church clearly tells them that there is a spiritual reality. There is a, a battle going on in the spirit world. We don't wrestle against people that we see. No, we wrestle against flesh and, but not against flesh and blood, but against these unseen powers in, in heavenly places. And, and God has given us the, the means to battle. And the means to battle is through prayer and God's word. To speak the truth. And to pray to God. Now, one thing that we need to say to one another is we cannot understand our own personal lives without taking the unseen world into consideration. Even if you want to, you can't. So many times we are so caught in our here and now life. You know, making ends meet. Uh, going to work, coming back to work, raising the children, um, uh, marriage and looking after relationships and all these kind of things. We are so busy with the here and the now that we forget that there is uh, an unseen world that has a direct influence on our lives. Now, Jeremiah says, who can understand his own heart? Because our hearts are deceitful. Only God can. So we have to test our hearts against God's word, né? 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 24 to 26, uh, speaks about humans that are taken captive by Satan. Uh, That is basically demon possession, or we can speak about demon oppression. And then Ephesians chapter 6 speaks about this wrestling that we are in. Okay? That's not with other human beings. It is against um, spiritual forces in the heavenlies, in the unseen world. Okay? We need to take heed, beloved, that these things are true. So that when we are, when we experience, when we are attacked, when we experience things happening that just doesn't make sense and doesn't feel right, or doesn't feel right, that doesn't seem right, that we can go to the Lord and sort these things out in, how can I say, in accordance to His revelation. So what can we do? I believe that non-believers, they should flee to God. Proverbs 18.10 gives them good advice. It says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it, and they are safe. And I believe that's what uh, non-believers should do, non-Christians. Believers, on the other hand, they should remember that prayer is not a useless exercise that we do. But prayer is the means of getting involved in this battle. That's why... Uh, we read in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, it says, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests or supplications. With this in mind, beloved, what we need to do is we need to be alert always to keep on praying for all the saints. This is what the Apostle Paul says. Pray. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Ask the Lord to, to, to show you how these things work. Study scripture so that you can know at the end of the day uh, how you should function uh, in this world with the reality of an unseen world with the idea, how can I say, with it in your mind that there is an unseen world and we need to be aware of it. So please remember, there are beings out there who are smarter than us. They are extremely deceptive. And their main goal is to hurt God's people. They want to destroy people. Actually, anybody who's created in God's image, they want to destroy those people. They want to hurt people. They want to hurt the church. They want to hurt believers. They want to really destroy God and God's creation. Because they are the, these, these fallen angels, a third of the angels that was kicked out of heaven with, with Lucifer and with Satan, they are out there to do the will of satan and what does satan want he wants to destroy god he wants to annihilate god if he can but he knows he he can't because god is almighty but what he does is he wants to hurt god and he wants to destroy god by destroying god's creation people created in god's image um believers, attacking believers and doing all kinds of things at the end of the day to hurt God's people. So please, 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 please be reminded of the fact that there is such a thing as an unseen world. And we need to be, how can I say, wide awake, be aware that it is a reality, And then we need to go to scripture to basically give us the direction on how do we function in this visible world knowing that there is an unseen world that has a direct influence on the visible world. Okay, let's pray. Father, thank you so much that we can have a revelation of your word that teaches us that there is an unseen world. And thank you that Christ conquered Satan and all the fallen angels. And we walk in that victory, but we know that the reality is still that Satan hates us and he wants to hurt us and he wants to destroy us. Enable us, Father, please, to be aware of this unseen world so that we can be wide awake and that we can apply your word to every situation. Thank you that our warfare is not carnal, it's not fleshly, But it is spiritual. And thank you that we've received the spiritual uh, weapons. Which is your word and prayer. So that we can stand in the midst of all these attacks and things that we experience. This we pray in Jesus precious name. Amen. Thank you very much for listening beloved. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. And may he give you his peace. God willing until next time when we look at another interesting topic from Scripture, another something that we need to take heed of from Scripture. So God willing, until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you, may His face shine upon you, and may He give you His peace. God willing, until next time, bye-bye.